Welcome to Power Up, a podcast show hosted by Maurizio Di Paolo Emilio that brings life to some of the stories on Power Electronics technologies and products featured on PowerElectronicsNews.com and through other as Pencor Media publications. In this show, you'll hear both engineers and executives discuss news, challenges, and opportunities for power electronics in markets such as automotive, industrial, and consumer. Here is your host, Editor-in-Chief of PowerElectronicsNews.com and EEWeb.com, Maurizio Di Paolo Emilia. Hello everyone and welcome to this new episode of uh, Power Up. Today we will talk about uh, uh, the Power Electronics uh, Forum at Electronica 2022 in uh, November. From November 15th until 18th, Electronica 2022 will bring the international electronics uh, industry together at the Munich uh, Exhibition Grounds. We are organizing uh, Power Electronics Forum. Uh, and Embedded Forum with my colleague Nitin Hud, Editor-in-Chief of uh, Embedded.com. For each uh, forum, we have uh, keynotes, uh, panel discussions, and technical presentations. Which are the topics for uh, Power Electronics Forum? The main topics are wideband gap semiconductors, power supplies, uh, renewable energies, smart grid, energy storage in different markets. And this will be the main, the, the major topics that we will cover at Power Electronics uh, Forum. To visit the forum, no registration is necessary. Just come to the forum in uh, Hall A4, booth 473, and listen to the sessions of your choice. The agenda is uh, in the website uh, powerelectronicsforum.eetimes.com. Let's see the agenda. On November 15th, we will start uh, with uh, an opening talk by Matthias Kasper, Lead Principal Engineering Power Operated Systems at Infineon. He will talk about advanced power management solutions for the next generation of uh, ultra-high density USB-C adapters and onboard chargers. After the opening talk, we have uh, many technical uh, talks and one panel about uh, uh, the trends, technical trends with power uh, conversion. In this panel, uh, the speakers will share their thoughts, the next challenges and, ne- and, and new technologies such as wideband gap solutions to support power conversion in different applications and markets. I will moderate this panel and the speakers are Dilder Chaldry, Director of Strategic Marketing for PowerGain Technology at uh, Nexperia, Mark uh, Drucker, Chief Executive Officer of Silana Semiconductor North America, Eric Niklas, Senior Channel Manager, Technical Marketing Silicon Garbide at Microchip, Matteo Ovi, Head of B2B Sales and Business Development at uh, Ectronic, Tim Phillips, Chief Operating Officer and SVP Sales and Marketing Empower Semiconductor, Pietro Scalia, Director Automotive Traction Solutions at OnSemi. On November 16th, the topic is uh, Wideband Gap uh, Semiconductor. We have an opening talk by Filippo Di Giovanni, Strategic Marketing Power Transistor Macro Division at uh, ST Microelectronics. Filippo will talk about uh, Silicon Carbide is meeting tough automotive quality and reliability targets. GAN comes next. 
uh, we have then other technical talks, one panel where we will talk about uh, challenges of silicon carbide and gallium nitride in various application contexts. I will moderate this panel with uh, six uh, speakers. These speakers are Doug Bale, Vice President of Marketing and Applications Engineering Power at Power Integrations, Ger Gerard Boy, Distinguished Engineer, Power Semiconductors and System Engineering at Infineon, Alex Lidl, CEO at, uh, of uh, Efficient Power Conversion, Ali Mashali, Director of Automotive Application and Power Systems at Rome Semiconductor, Guy Moxie, Senior Director of Power Marketing at uh, Volspeed, Stephen Oliver, VP Corporate Marketing and Investor Rel Relations at uh, Navitas Semiconductor. On November 17th, we have uh, uh, many talks, many technical talks and uh, two keynotes. One by Hassan El Khoury, President and uh, Chief Executive Officer of OnSemi. He will talk about powering renewable energy for a better tomorrow. The next keynote is by Guy Moxie, Senior Director of Power Marketing uh, at Volspeed. He will talk about enabling better energy storage with silicon carbide, the common denominator to superior energy conversion across all power levels. On November 18th, we have uh, uh, like topics, uh, power supplies and motor control. Uh, we have several technical talks, in particular two keynotes, one by Alex Lidl, CEO of Efficient Power Conversion, EPC. He will talk about uh, GAN technology accelerates DCDC power density increases. And the next keynote by Christian Ionescu Catrina, Senior Product Marketing Manager at uh, Power Integrations. He will talk uh, how to design reliable and efficient motor drives and get to market faster. You can find the full agenda at uh, powerelectronicsforum.eetimes.com. Let's talk now with some speakers that uh, will talk at uh, Power Electronics Forum at Electronica. I'm going to talk with Hassan El Khoury, CEO of OnSemi, Mark Dracker, CEO of Silana Semiconductor North America, and Alex Lido, CEO of EPC. Hassan serves as a director of OnSemi Corporation and he is president and chief executive officer of OnSemi and Semiconductor Components Industries LLC since December 2020. His career has fostered a deep understanding of customer and design requirements in the automotive and industrial markets, as well as a systems levels, understanding to form integrated customer solutions and business strategy to drive results. Mark is Chief Executive Officer at Silana Semiconductor North America. He was a co-founder of IO Semiconductor, which was acquired by the Silana Group in 2012. Uh, Mark has uh, 35 years of experience in the semiconductor industry, 23 of which have been in executive management. Alex is CEO and co-founder of Efficient Power Conversion, EPC. Prior to founding EPC, Alex was CEO of International Rectifier Corporation, a co-inventor of the XFET Power MOSFET. He holds many patents in power semiconductor uh, technology and uh, with many publications uh, with the first textbook on GAN transistors. 
Ayasan, thanks a lot for joining at Power Up. How are you? Good, good. How are you? Thanks for having me. Thank you. I'm fine. So, Electronica is uh, is coming in November. So, what are you looking forward to at Electronica this year? Look, there's a lot of things to look forward to. Uh, obviously, as the world's largest uh, fair, trade fair and conference for electronics, uh, it's a great, great venue for us to meet customers, but more importantly, show customers our uh, technology, intelligent power, intelligent sensing. And that's what we plan on doing uh, this year. We have a lot of uh, exciting uh, demos. If you think about it, we haven't really had the conference for probably about four years now. Uh, so this is a great venue for uh, all the industry, especially for OnSemi, given our transformation to showcase some of these technologies in the markets that uh, matter for us and really for uh, uh, our society. Uh, I, you always hear me talk about sustainable ecosystem. So we talk about innovative uh, technologies in automotive, uh, especially focus on EV cloud power, industrial, renewable energy, you're going to see us showcasing a lot of that. The other benefit, uh, of course, for me personally, as I'll be attending, uh, is meeting all the customers. You know, as things open up uh, over the past few years, uh, we've had the opportunity to meet customers in, uh, and partners in uh, person. But this, again, is a great venue for all of us to meet each other around uh, technology. So that's another thing I look forward to. Uh, we have a packed schedule. Uh, we have a packed venue uh, and booth. So I invite everybody to uh, to stop by and uh, and see what we have. So you will give uh, a talk about uh, renewable energies, powering renewable energies for a better tomorrow at uh, our Power Forum. So not only wideband gap semiconductors such as uh, uh, gallium nitride and silver carbide, but several technologies around uh, power electronics, smart grid, microgrid, macrogrid, maybe uh, artificial intelligence that will support this uh, expansion. In our power up of this year in June, you said uh, our responsibility as a technical community and as uh, engineers is to take action to do something. So each of us should take the first step. So we have a responsibility, not only individually, but also like organization. So what are key technological uh, bottlenecks preventing the more widespread uh, deployment of zero and low carbon energy sources? Do you think that uh, the competition for the so-called rare materials to produce uh, batteries, photovoltaic uh, panels, etc., could be a slowdown uh, in the path towards greater sustainability of the energy industry? Yeah, look, that's a, that's a very important perspective. And, and that's what my talk is going to really be about is using technology to remove what you know what you refer to as these bottlenecks whatever those bottlenecks are rare earth is is a bottleneck not just in batteries and i'll talk a little bit about the uh, the motor side of it uh, especially for electrification but if you think about it you know my talk is what is our responsibility we're technologists we're innovators uh, everybody at the show is involved one way or another whether you procure technology or you invest in technology, or you use technology to solve a problem through a system integration. We're all stakeholders in what we need to achieve as far as zero and, and uh, 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 the zero and low carbon energy sources, but we're also consumers of it because we live in that society that requires it. So that's the beauty of this 
this kind of healthy uh, benefit that we need to do where we contribute, but we also get a benefit. But in order for that uh, equilibrium to uh, happen, we have to solve bottlenecks that we know today exist. Uh, I'll start at a high level, which is kind of the, the most important. Uh, you can't really deploy EVs, which is a big portion of emissions uh, from, from internal combustion engine or transportation in general. EV is a solution, but EV can be the full solution if you don't solve the grid and the renewable energy source in order to power the EV. And that's that equilibrium, that sustainable ecosystem where one needs the other in order to get to its full potential. So we're focusing on those as far as markets and enabling technology in these markets. You mentioned silicon carbide. It's a critical technology we, we at OnSemi are investing in as, as a part of our intelligent power in order to enable that innovation. Now, if you take it a step, click lower, like you mentioned, rare earth. That's the next bottleneck. How can you have enough in order to capitalize and maximize that penetration of these low emissions and renewable energy sources that we need to have in order to achieve our, our, our goals of a sustainable future for future generations. Rare earth becomes a ne the next uh, bottleneck. So as we know, uh, motors for EVs, uh, traction motors, uh, have require uh, that rare earth uh, material. So we at OnSemi, for example, took a different uh, approach to it. We have a module that actually allows our customers to remove the rare earth altogether from uh, the motor. So we use innovation, we use technology to not only minimize the use of it, but to remove the use of it altogether. Those are just some examples of what we as an industry and we as individual engineers we, as everybody who would be hopefully attending Electronica, can contribute when we identify the problem, the solution is going to happen. But it's identifying that problem, thinking about the bottleneck, breaking through those bottlenecks and using what we do best, problem solving, innovation and technology. And that's what we at OnSemi focus on. And that's what we focus on showcasing at Electronica this year. So you mentioned early silicon carbide, like wide band gap uh, semiconductor. So it has the potential to, to increase uh, electric vehicle driving distances by increasing the efficiency. So the overall, overall system efficiency, but also in the solar industry, silicon carbide inverter optimization should, uh, should play uh, place a large role in efficiency and cost saving. So we are seeing a lot of investments in terms of uh, silicon carbide. What does the future hold for silicon carbide uh, semiconductor? What are the cost benefits to move of, of moving to 200 millimeter substrates? Sure. Uh, so look, uh, silicon carbide itself, let's talk about the cost and why it's important. Uh, but it's not, you know, if you look at silicon carbide as a technology cost versus what silicon carbide enables at a system cost, uh, we're going to miss the big picture. So let me break it down just at a, at a click uh, below the high level, just to put it in context. Today's technology is based on silicon. Uh, silicon has been a great technology, has served as well, and it's not going anywhere. There is now silicon carbide that takes that power and efficiency to a different level. Uh, it is more expensive 
because it's more expensive, it's all new capital uh, investment. And it, the technology itself is more expensive to create and manufacture. So let's start at that baseline. However, the efficiency that you get at a system level, you know, I'll just use the, the EV example because that's, you know, we've been talking about that, but the same efficiency happens across the board. What does efficiency gain to us as consumers and to the OEM manufacturer when you have when I talk about efficiency on a silicon carbide for a traction inverter? A couple of things. One is if you keep the battery the same, the battery uh, storage the same, you get much more range with efficiency. That is a very critical, you know, we all hear about uh, range anxiety. That itself is a very big value add. So same battery pack, much more efficient conversion, longer distance. That's a great value proposition. And in a system level, that value proposition offsets the cost of silicon carbide. And I'm not talking about 200 millimeter versus 150, just technology to technology uh, still. Uh, in different scenario, you say the range is fine. I would rather take some battery cells out. So efficiency, you hold the range constant. Now you have lower battery costs back to the rare uh, earth, right? Uh, and weight and cost. So all of these you can reduce and still hold the competitive range that you had prior to uh, implementing silicon carbide and the efficiency. So that's what silicon carbide gains is that flexibility and optionality for the OEMs and the system designer to decide what kind of platform they would like. Is it high performance, long range, low cost, uh, lightweight? And silicon carbide gives you all of that. Uh, optionality. You don't have to trade one for the other because efficiency kind of ties all of it together. So that's the baseline of how we get from kind of the silicon uh, uh, cost to silicon carbide is a huge uh, uh, savings and huge benefit at a system level that we have to extract. Uh, and you only extract it through good technology on silicon carbide, but more importantly, packaging. You know, we're all uh, talking about power if you can't take heat off, you're not going to get the efficiency, right? Yeah, you're going to pump a lot of heat in a, a small area with silicon carbide. You have to get that heat out in order to get that efficiency. Uh, if you're not able to, through innovative and advanced package development, which OnSemi has, you're not going to be able to get that efficiency and the benefit that I talk about. So it's all, when I talk about technology, it's not just device technology, it's also packaging technology, which is a very important distinction that we have to talk about when we talk about silicon carbide or white band gap. Now, when you go to uh, the uh, financials or the economics of going from 150 mm -hmm. to 200 millimeters, of course, you get more diaper wafer and that gets you more throughput and that gives you more capex efficiency. For the capex that you invest, you'll get more, and therefore you grow with a, uh, a more lighter capex or capex, uh, uh, better capex efficiency in general. But net-net, capex doesn't go away because if you think about the penetration of EVs, uh, you, know, you can argue it's plus or minus two years, but 50% penetration uh, by 2028. So end of this decade will be about 50% penetrated. There's another 50% to go to. So there is a lot of new CapEx that has to get in. And as you put it in on 200 millimeter, you'll get that throughput 
from more dye per wafer. But again, it's the packaging and the technology you have to focus on. Okay, Hassan, thanks a lot. Thank you. Looking forward to meeting you at Electronica, finally. And uh, looking forward uh, to your keynote opening talk on uh, November 17th. Thank you. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to uh, to joining everybody. And I invite everybody to, to join not only the show, but of course, uh, my keynote. It is a problem statement and a call to action. So I'm looking forward to talking to everybody about uh, the opportunities ahead. Thank you. Hi, Mark. Thanks a lot for joining uh, in Power Up. How are you? Very well, Mauricio. Thank you for having me. Thank you. So, Electronica is coming. Tell me your uh, perspective of Electronica that is coming back in person after the latest online edition. Well, Electronica is obviously an important show for the industry. Um, you know, it's the last few years have obviously been been challenging for all of us. Um, but You know, getting back to online attendance, you know, allows allows us to get, you know, more face-to-face -face direct interaction with our peers, um, our customers, even our competitors, and, you know, fashion a better sense of where things are going, um, state of the, the technology in the industry. Um, so I'm excited to be able to do it face-to-face -face again. You know, we... We've been to a few other shows already this year in person. And, um, you know, I know that we felt uh, clearly that we were getting more out of it uh, from an in-person event than we were from the virtual shows. So, Mark, following the climate change demand, so it's important uh, to have uh, innovations. So the innovations will play an important role in general for all market, also uh, in uh, minimizing the energy footprint of the digital uh, economy. So the watchword uh, is uh, sustainability, uh, efficiency maybe for power electronics, but not only, and uh, engineers or engineering as, uh, has an important role in this case. You will talk uh, during uh, Electronica at our panel, Power Forum, about uh, the next challenges in terms of uh, power management such as efficiency, thermal management, but not only. All features that are important in the next uh, engineering. So what are the most critical ones and uh, what are you proposing to the market? I mean, at the, at the end of the day, it, it really is effectively all about efficiency, isn't it? Right? Um, you know, whether you're talking about the efficiency of the device itself um, or the device that's charging, um, you know, all of these issues you raise, thermal management, density, um, all of those really fall down and can't be achieved or can't be, you know, improved without higher efficiency. You know, I, I believe I've read the U.S., the average U.S. household has something on the order of 25 connected devices. So these are devices, each one of these needs to be charged, many of them every day, some perpetually. Um, and so, you know, it's, a, it's an enormous load when you multiply that across, um, you know, a few hundred million households across, you know, just the United States alone, you know, not to mention Europe, China, uh, et cetera. So, you know, it's... It really needs to be driven, right? When 
Um, and it needs to be driven across the full spectrum, you know, in terms of efficiency. So you can't look at any one element. You know, we're being pushed um, by our customers and by the market to improve not just sort of peak efficiency, but efficiency across all line and load conditions. Um, and there's a lot of focus now on even no load power and trying to minimize that. You know, everyone has many of these devices or even just the chargers perpetually plugged in. So that vampire power really adds up and can, you know, create a significant amount of loss over time. So, you know, certainly from our perspective in the space where we play today, it's very much about efficiency. And so we're driving um, constantly, generationally, um, with architecture, better design, um, and incorporation of you know new material systems, whether that be gallium nitride, um, silicon carbide, or those still to come, um, to ensure that we're able to deliver you know the the most efficient devices in the industry in the markets that we serve, um, and really minimize that load on the grid. And you know as we move forward. You know, today our primary target is, you know, the more of the uh, connected device charging and powering. Um, but beyond that, you know, we, we will be looking at applications like automotive, et cetera. And, you know, certainly as the electronic content in, in the automotive sector continues to grow, and particularly as EVs continue to accelerate in their penetration, that efficiency becomes, you know, even more and more critical. So the ability to you know deliver EVs to the market that can charge quickly and um, operate as efficiently as possible is definitely facilitated by electronic solutions, electronic systems that minimize that power drain and allow the battery to stay um, you know charged as long as possible. So, with the development of intelligent technologies, uh, a lot of many companies are are making um, a key contribution to dealing with the global uh, challenges of climate change. And uh, as uh, as you said, uh, as you mentioned earlier, new materials uh, are coming, and also uh, efficient chip solutions will play an important role in this uh, in this process. So, it's important to facilitate the acceleration of the energy uh, transitions. What, what are the technologies that can offer innovation for leadership in uh, specific markets, renewables, microgrid, and other trends under energy trends are putting greater emphasis uh, on the reliability of aging electrical infrastructure, but also transmission distribution lines uh, around the, the world? That's a... <laughs> It's a it's a big question, right? Um, you know, clearly the technology landscape's changing rapidly. Um, you know, from a technology and materials perspective, obviously the adoption of both silicon carbide and GAN over the past five, ten years has been rapid and broad. Um, I think in many cases more rapid and and much more broad than many of us expected. Um, you know, historically, the market tends to be 
um, strongly averse to paying premium for new materials without um, clear justification. And um, I think with a lot of the things we're talking about and facing global warming, um, aging power grids, um, I think the urgency uh, to um, embrace these materials has become um, quite significant. Um, you know, across the the whole landscape, right, from automotive to PV and solar and, and alternative energy to consumer applications, right? These new materials are being adopted um, very rapidly you know, to drive higher efficiency, higher density, faster charging. Um, you know, the proliferation of electronics at the consumer level has created a real need, like we discussed earlier. Um, you know, that certainly on its own has put a, a pretty significant load on the grid. Um, with all these devices being charged, you know, mostly on a daily basis. But now with the accelerating adoption of EVs, um, you know, corresponding need for charging, this load's going to be growing exponentially, right? And, you know, I think, you know, we don't play much in that um, sort of grid world, but I think it's going to be a need that's going to have to get addressed in a lot of different ways, a lot of intelligence is going to have to be applied there. Um, you know, there there needs to be constant effort, obviously, across the industry to drive more intelligent solutions, and that's you know sort of where our focus has always been, is not you know the the solve every problem with a sledgehammer, but really think through it and deliver intelligent solutions that enable adoption. You know, if we Given infinite dollars, um, you can solve any efficiency problem, right? But the world doesn't operate that way. So, you know, it's really, we have to be smart about how we embrace and apply those materials. Um, you know, today our focus is on charging. You know, we've typically been material agnostic. So, you know, our our control systems will operate with, with GAN, they'll operate with silicon carbide. We've done designs with both. Um, and they operate extremely efficiently with silicon um, just as well. And so, you know, we feel that, you know, it's really about driving, you know, intelligence and nuance in the overall system. Um, and then applying those new materials as they make sense and they enable, you know, the system to achieve those goals. Um, you know, we're moving as quickly as we can to embrace those materials. Um, and the market is as well and will continue to um, best we can tell. So I think it's a, it's a pretty significant challenge from, you know, to address things like global warming and climate change. And, you know, from alternative energy sources to more intelligent grids to more efficient electronics, charging systems, et cetera. I think the industry's got a long way to go and a tall task in front of it. Thank you, Mark. So Looking forward to meeting you at Electronica and looking forward to our panel on November 15th. Thank you. As am I. Thank you very much, Mauricio. 
Hi, Alex. Thanks a lot for joining uh, in Power Up. How are you? I'm doing great, Maurizio. Thank you. Thank you. So, Electronica is coming in a few weeks. So, this year, uh, back in person after 2020 online edition. So, what are you looking forward to at Electronica this year? What are you going to, to show at Electronica? Well, you know, Electronica for our industry is the greatest show on earth. Uh, everybody's there and uh, just about everything. Uh, so I'm very much looking forward to re reacquainting with all my old friends from the industry uh, and certainly uh, looking forward to uh, all the new things that I will see uh, from other people. Uh, from EPC point of view, uh, uh, you know, we'll be launching a whole new generation of technology uh, with our GAN devices. So that will be a, an exciting release at that time. Uh, we, all, uh, we are also obviously looking forward to uh, talking about all of our new technologies in GAN with our partner companies in the automotive industry uh, and you know, also the solar industry, which has been really taking off lately. So you will talk um, at our panel, Power Forum, about uh, wideband gap uh, semiconductor. Uh, and uh, in the last day, you will give a keynote opening talk about uh, power supplies. So again, uh, for the CDC. So designers of uh, power solutions uh, so face challenges and are uh, increasingly turning to so-called wideband gap technology to overcome the limitations of, of silicon. One of them is, uh, is GAN that you know very well. So as you wrote in, uh, in one article, there is uh, an advantage of GAN technology that cannot be matched by silicon. So the ability, that is the ability to integrate power devices with signal and uh, digital devices. So where are you yeah. betting with GAN and why? So, well, first of all, you know, GAN is, is becoming very accepted. Uh, last, at the last uh, Electronica, which was virtual, we did our own surveying and 70% uh, of people were not using GAN and didn't have plans for GAN. Um, in our last survey about a month ago, 70% of engineers either were using GAN or were planning to use GAN in the next year. So we now have a wide uh, adoption or acceptance of adoption. Uh, and most people are still thinking in terms of discrete transistors because it's easier. It's the MOSFET or the IGBT that they're thinking of, of uh, replacing with something better. Um, and we are only seeing at the very leading edge the adoption of these ICs. Uh, and when I say leading edge, it's the most mature of our applications. For example, our first application was LiDAR. Now, LiDAR is widely adopting all of our IC families for LiDAR. Uh, and it's gone beyond just autonomous cars. Now it's for vacuum cleaners and drones and robots and, and just about anything you can think of. It, you can do three-dimensional imaging now very uh, inexpensively. Um, and then the second area is um, DC to DC and motor drives. Most, uh, most critically, motor drives where our fully monolithic power stages have seen wide adoption in areas where people want to miniaturize the motor drive. Uh, and you know, obvious examples there are e-bikes, robots, drones, and power tools. 
Uh, and our power stage ICs, which have you know uh, a, a complete monolithic half bridge with drivers and level shifters and logic and protection, uh, are just fantastic because three of those in a controller, and now you have a motor drive uh, that you can run at both higher frequencies, quieter and more efficiently. So at the, uh, the latest Green uh, Engineering Summit, um, you said that GAN and the Silicon Carbide will, uh, will replace or are going to replace MOSFETs and uh, IGBTs in uh, new uses. So um, ultimately accounting for 100% of all new applications in the next, uh, in the next year. So with GAN, uh, a significant amount of energy can be saved. And uh, according to, to your talk, uh, we can save about uh, more or less 30% uh, of the energy used in uh, by power supplies. And then about uh, 20% more or less of the energy produced by solar panels now can be conserved with the use of GAN. That means panels will be more efficient. So an additional 10% of the electricity used for motor control, motor control, as you mentioned earlier, can be also conserved. So how do you see the next energy revolution? Will we achieve the goal of decarbonization? Well, I think that, the, the, that we have to understand that when you conserve energy, you don't necessarily uh, help our environment unless there is a companion uh, to that. And that, that is how do we use the money that we saved in conservation? So, for example, if you are paying $1,000 a year on your energy bill and all of a sudden that bill goes down to $900, um, that's, that's great. But you, don't, you didn't necessarily save the energy because you take that $100 and you spend it on something that uses energy. So I think that the bigger issue for decarbonization is that we need to include the cost of uh, pollution or cleanup of pollution into our cost of energy. Today, we are, we are basically subsidizing industries that pollute because we're not charging them for the cleanup. And in that, you know, coal, we don't charge them for the CO2 gas cleanup. We don't know how to clean it up, but it's certainly going to be expensive in the form of rising water levels and, and warming planet. Uh, so we need to figure out how to factor that into our cost of energy. And then what will happen is people will make smarter choices. They will choose the energy that is best for our future, as well as our present. And when that happens, we will decarbonize. Until then, the things like you know, GAN and silicon carbide that save energy give us a, um, I'll say, a little pot of gold that we can use to initiate those efforts, to encourage those efforts. And I, I'm hoping and working towards you know, making sure that, that, uh, that they do, although you know, certainly it's a political struggle. Great. So thank you, Alex. Looking forward to meeting you at Electronica and uh, looking forward to our panel on November 16th and your talk on November 18th. Thank you. Thank you, Maurizio. We'll see you soon. Thank you, everyone. Looking forward to meeting you at Electronica from November 15th until 18th. We are at uh, all A4, boot 461, uh, this is the Aspen Core boot, and uh, the forum uh, will be at, uh, at the boot 473, all A4. 
feel free to reach me for, for a meeting. See you next. Thank you. That brings us to the end of this episode. Stay tuned with more news and technical aspects about power electronics. If you are listening to this on the podcast page at etimes.com or powerelectronicsnews.com, links to articles on topics we have discussed are shown in this page. Power Up is brought to you by Aspencore Media. The host is Maurizio Di Paolo Emilio and the producer is James Eid. Thank you everyone for listening. See you next episode. Stay tuned. Mm-hmm.